Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast. And this week's episode is really important to me because we are talking about vulnerability. We're talking about honesty. We're talking about being 100% true to the self. The, not the false self, the true self that is in us, deep down in there. Many of us have piled a bunch of crap on top of it, but we are going to look at the true, honest, vulnerable self and learning how to become more into that uh, every single day. Uh, so for me, this is a thought that came to me the other morning that was really an aftermath of something that happened. Now, let me tell you about the thing that happened that enabled me to even have this idea, okay? So I was trying to record a podcast for a completely different topic. So I was trying to record a podcast about the topic of God as Father. And until I started recording it, and even though I had notes, like until I started like, you know, riffing on it, I realized this is much larger, much more grand, much more in depth, much more sighing to do this podcast over and over and over. And I was like, you know, this topic is just simply not cooked. Like it became apparent to me that like this thought still needs some marinating time in my head. And so I decided to move on from it and to leave it behind because what happened was I was just trying to talk about an idea that I had uh, early one morning. So early one morning, just to give you a quick little glimpse into what it was, early one morning, I had a thought about Jesus referencing God as Father and about certainly that being a revolutionary thing uh, to shift from God as King uh, to where God only is approving of you if you are uh, in loyalty to him and killing people for him and serving him and paying all of your, you know, um, ridiculous taxes to him, like that God is only uh, approving of you if you're that, that rather Jesus was shifting not only to God as like this very intimate, caring uh, father, but what's even more than that is that God as the father, that he has given us his DNA, that, you know, every single one of us, whether we know our dad or don't know our dad, every single person has a dad. Uh, somewhere, sometime, your mom shacked up with whoever your dad may be, who you may or may not even know, right? Eventually, sometime throughout the past, however long you've been here, uh, your mom's egg uh, got your daddy's sperm. So you have your father's DNA, regardless of your relationship, regardless of if you like him, if you know him, if he's unconditionally loving or not, regardless, you have that DNA and that makes who you are. So I had this thought, that's like the really short and skinny, like kind of riffy version of that. But it was this idea that like, maybe Jesus is showing us that like we have divine DNA in us, like that it's not necessarily like a cosmic male parent, but rather it is just the fabric and fiber and nature of who we are is that of divine. So that's in essence what I was going to try to get at in the very long podcast that I was trying to record. And I didn't fully record all of those because you just basically got it there. Um, because I realized that the way that I was trying to present it 
was actually functioning out of a more uh, of a false self. Like the way that I was talking about it, the way I was articulating it was uh, you could tell that the whole time in my head, my wheels were turning with this one question. Is this right? Like I kept thinking over and over, like, is this a right way to be thinking about God as father? You know, is this even something uh, that I should be talking about God as father? Like using God as father has a lot, a lot of baggage, especially if you are a deconstructionist or you have come from more rigorous Christianity or anything. Odds are even me talking up to this point, you're probably somewhat annoyed that I'm even talking about it that much. So I'll digress at this point. My point is the question that I had to myself is, am I right? And so I didn't record the podcast. I deleted all the takes and I was frustrated and I went home and I woke up the next morning and I was in my time of meditation and I had this quote come to me, um, not by anybody in particular. So I guess it's my quote now. Uh, But I had this quote come to me and I wrote it at the very front of my journal to always be a reminder that I don't always have to be right, but I absolutely always have to be real. That I don't have to always be right, but I have an obligation to always be real, to always be true to myself, to always be completely at the altar of my being. Because if not, I'm going to be functioning out of a place of trying to find acceptance in a particular group, or maybe in that, like I was dealing with my own baggage about God and my own fear of if this is you know, going to be considered orthodox or unorthodox or who might this, you know, make mad or anything like that. And I was so caught up into this internal dialogue of internal questioning while I'm trying to really teach an idea that it was not healthy or helpful. And honestly, it wouldn't have been healthy or helpful for any one of you to listen to or to watch me talk about. So that idea of always being real over always being right, I think is so important. And it brings more of a human aspect to our living and to our being. Because see, I think for me, the frustrating piece about Christianity, and uh, maybe it is for you too, is that everybody is so freaking concerned about having the right theology, having the right ideas, having the right friends, having the right tribe, having the right name for God. Everybody is so obsessed with having all the right stuff and being right. And frankly, I'm just so over that. Like, it seems so fake. It seems so plastic. It seems so lightweight. It just doesn't feel like people are being their true, genuine, authentic self. It seems to me like they're trying to play within a very, very, very strenuous set of rules and boundaries that have been adopted just by other people in their life. 
that there's not been any sort of real struggle. There's not been any sort of real dynamic, any real wrestling with the divine. It's just regurgitation. And every time we're regurgitating, we're constantly thinking about, is this in line? Is this right? Is this orthodox? Is this not orthodox? Is this too progressive? Is this too conservative? Is this too this or that? And my point with this is that we have to move to a place of realness And in that place of realness, a transcendence happens that goes through any sort of right or wrong that meets us right in that nitty gritty radical middle to be able to allow us to filter out the things that we have adopted and exchange those for the things that God is really trying to stir and spark in us that is original, that's genuine, that is absolutely true to our divine nature and absolutely true to our, dare I say, calling in life. So to me, having this metric of thinking about being real over being right has liberated me and freed me and given me authority and permission Uh, to be able to express things regardless of what it might be. And that's, friends, what we call the journey. That, like Alan Watts said, you are under no obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. We have an opportunity to express ourselves on a path and a journey that is functioning and flowing and fluid and full of life and full of spirit and full of love that I think if we are always being genuine, if we're always being true, if we're always being pure to the true essence of our identity, which is that of our divine nature, hearkening all the way back to the beginning of the other episode that didn't work, that if we are listening to the Christ in us that we will begin to see the hope of glory. And uh, even as I say that, I'm like, oh no, am I referencing Paul? Am I going to frustrate people by referencing Paul? I don't know. It's what came to me. So I'm going to be real and I'm going to say it. (laughs) And that's the point is that we can get to a place to say it belongs because it resonates and because it resonates That means it's a part of me. And if it's a part of me, then it has to have some piece of good in it. So that's my podcast for this week. That's the video for this week is understanding that we don't always have to be right, but we have to always be real. And whatever sort of baggage that we're holding on to about our rightness, that we can literally lay that baggage down, that we do not have to hold on to that baggage any longer that we are free because man, I'm getting preachy here. The gospel message is liberation. It's freedom. It's absolutely the dying to everything else that is not back in Genesis one, which God created you in his image and his likeness for goodness. And that you would truly be committed to that and dare I say surrendered to that so that abundance would come from you, that you would be a creator and a collaborator in the ongoing creation of the world. And that's only going to happen through real, honest vulnerability and transparency and a commitment to that.
every day. And that's a struggle for me, like a major struggle uh, for me, you know, especially too. like I was just talking to Jason. So you'll see I'm in this office with all of these books. These are not all mine. Um, I'm here at Oceanside Sanctuary. Uh, it's oddly enough, as you've been following my journey, I've worked in insurance. I've worked in pension benefits. You know, I've done odd jobs. I've done, you know, random startups that only lasted a few weeks and all sorts of random freelance stuff. I found myself back on staff at a church and it's been a really difficult time for me, actually. Like, I feel so odd standing up in front of a congregation, leading them in communion. Like, that feels odd to me. And frankly, I've been doing a really poor job. And I was actually apologizing to my friend and pastor and boss, Jason, uh, just telling him like, hey, man. I'm sorry that I don't feel like I'm, you know, maybe I don't feel like it, maybe it's obvious or not obvious or whatever, but I don't feel like I'm doing a great job. And he asked me, why do you think that is? And I said, well, I think because I'm having a really hard time in this space. It's a church of only about 50 people. It's so intimate. It's so close. It's so connected. I'm used to churches where like, I just see a lot of faces and there's bright lights shining at me and there's video cameras on me and I'm just up there doing my thing. You know, I'm not used to this really, you know, intimate, sacred feeling setting in a church with stained glass and pews. And because of it, I am challenged every time I get on stage with being real, with being honest, because I'm like, man, it's so hard to be vulnerable in front of people. And so I'm having to make this decision to be honest and vulnerable. And that's exactly the, uh, you know, the solution that Jason gave me he says, Hey man, you need to find a way to be like wildly honest and wildly yourself to even a point of potential embarrassment. And that's the only way that you're really going to break past this barrier of trying to hold yourself back and trying to really, uh, you know, not allow yourself to be uh, given to vulnerability and giving yourself to freedom and liberation. And so he was essentially saying the way to liberation is through the emptying of yourself. I don't know about you, but that's exactly what Jesus said. <laughs> but sometimes it just takes our friends and our leaders to reemphasize these things. And once again, I don't know where your relationship is with Jesus. I'm having a very odd coming back around to uh, friendship with Jesus. And I'm going to make another podcast about that because it's just really bizarre. Talk about that another time. But Jesus said that the last will be first and the first will be last. And, you know, that. The humble will be exalted, right? That if you're proud, that you better watch out because you're about to get screwed or, you know, I mean, that's my own interpretation of that. But point is that if you try to protect yourself, if you try to protect your life, you will lose it. And, but if you give of yourself and if you give of your life and if you empty yourself, if you become in that place of 
vulnerability, if you give everything you have, then that is when you will find freedom and liberation and the good news that the kingdom of heaven is at work within you, liberating you and those around you to more expansive, inclusive, and free and liberating and all of these buzzwords that I keep throwing around, all this stuff, that is when true life happens in unity with the ultimate reality that is, dare I say, God. So, we don't have to always be right. My communion, what I say during communion doesn't have to always be right. You know, what I say during my meditations here at church doesn't have to always be right. What I podcast about doesn't have to always be right. But what it has to always be is real. I have to always be real. And if I'm struggling with being real, it's probably because I'm too obsessed with how I look in being right. So that's that, my friends. That's what I'm going to work on. That's my encouragement to you that we would continue to walk in the realness of who we are and the identity of our true self with the Christ in us that brings us to greater places of freedom and enlightenment. So connect with me online, on social media, obviously on their way too much, the spiritual nomad. And I look forward to the next episode. Um, We'll see if the, what the next episode is. It may or may not be me sharing with you my obscure journey of reacclimating to Jesus and even a kind of charismatic version of that. It's bizarre. On the next episode, we will talk about that. Have a great day, friends. Subscribe, leave a review. Greatly appreciated. Love you. Have a great day.